things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy coming at you, as I love to do several times during the week. Wherever you can find your podcast, you can find No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. I'm here with you, courtesy of our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Also, gold is the silver bullet for protecting and building your wealth. Call my friends at Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080. That's 866-257-3080. Or download your free investing kit by visiting them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. <clears throat> I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit messed up. Um, I'm a bit under the weather, but I wanted to make sure I came at y'all. and I try not to disappoint. Um, and not only that... Uh, I got a guest that's waiting to talk to me that I can't wait to talk to. He's my brother. He's my friend. I love him to death. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. You know something? When I think about him, I think about two phrases I believe are true. The first one is, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. The other is, success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. So what the hell am I talking about? It means thinking ahead, y'all. Networking. Busting down doors, keeping your friends close and your enemies closer and putting yourself in positions to win because that's really what it's all about. People will laugh behind your back. Some will support you, but there is nothing anyone can do or say when it's your time. Let me tell you about a time when an opportunity presented itself for me. You know, <clears throat> I've always wanted to do late night. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because contrary to popular belief about how strong my opinions can be and what have you, I like to make people laugh. I don't think I'm a comedian. There are people that have said, Stephen A., you should go on stage, man. You should do stand-up comedy. No, that's a lie. I'm funny until the moment I try to be intentionally and then I'm an embarrassment. But when Disney came to me in August of 2021 and gave me the opportunity to host Jimmy Kimmel live. I was petrified. And when I'm nervous, I usually got to go to the toilet and do a number two. I had to go to the toilet by about five times. I was scared as hell. I was nervous as all get out. But I knew it was an opportunity I couldn't turn down. And that particular night in August of 2021, when I went on national television hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live while he was on vacation, and I did it for one day, knowing that the great Anthony Anderson had filled in for him the previous week, along with various others doing a great job. Wanda Sykes, says, I, I, let me not forget her. They did a phenomenal job. I'm like, how the hell am I going to put off being as funny as them? And that particular night I did it, I had the second highest rated late night show that night behind Stephen Colbert. 
That's what I did. An opportunity presented itself. I made sure that I prepped for it, that I was ready for it. Major, major props to all the writers and producers at Jimmy Kimmel Live, Jimmy Kimmel himself for allowing me to do it. The executive producers there, the honchos at in Burbank at Disney, the whole bit. I mean, I have to thank everybody. It certainly wasn't just me, but it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my career. And it could have been a disaster if I wasn't ready and if I wasn't courageous enough to try to kick down a door and create an opportunity for myself. When I think about my next guest, I think about a whole bunch of things he's done because all of it falls in line with that kind of stuff. From being a part of NWA, you understand what I'm saying? You know what they represent. You know what they represented in the 80s with Cube, Easy e Dr. Dre, and the whole crew. MC Ren, DJ Yeller, the whole crew. And brothers were big time. They were fantastic. They went after folks. They didn't give a damn who it was. They were iconic. They were trendsetters and they weren't scared at all. They ruffled a whole lot of feathers. They didn't care. But they did it anyway because they wanted to make a difference. Sometimes that's what it's all about. Finding that nugget of motivation that propels you to a greater level because you got something big on your mind. You big time. You want to be big time because you want to have a big time impact. But Ice Cube. Didn't just start, didn't just start there. And he didn't stop there either. Boys in the hood, when he put on his acting hat. Okay? Are we there yet? Movies like Friday's franchise, the barbershop franchise. I mean, what can you say? Anaconda. This goes on and on and on. This brother has done some very, very special things. But not just in front of the mic, not just on camera but in a lot of ways that has affected our community and America as a whole for the better. You might not know what I'm talking about, but you're about to when I interview my next guest, a brother who stays ready all the time. I'm about to talk to this iconic hip-hop figure, his illustrious career, his success as a businessman, and the brotherhood he feels towards our community in this country. And beyond, I'm talking about the one and only Ice Cube. He's up next on No Mercy. Don't go nowhere. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? My guest is a founding member of the iconic rap collective N.W.A., He's also produced and starred in some of the funniest and most memorable films, straight out of Compton, the Friday franchise, and of course, Boys in the Hood. He's a businessman and has always stayed ready to help move the culture forward. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to No Mercy, my man, my brother, the one and only Ice Cube. What's going on, Big Time? How are you, man? Yeah, yeah. What's happening, man? How man, my voice, my voice is messed up, but damn it, it's you. So I was like, I got to work through this because I wasn't missing this interview, my brother. Talk I to me about it. talk to me about the big three, where it's at right now. How are you feeling about a league you co-founded? Uh, I feel great. You know, we're going into our sixth season. Um, we're we're back to, you know, going all around the country, arena to arena. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really what this league was built on. 
it was built to um, travel. And so that's great. The fact that we're, you know, going to hit, you know, 10 cities around the country um, and, you know, going into our sixth year, we think, you know, everything about the league has gotten better, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, and so, you know, we're we're ahead of schedule on a lot of things, you know, with our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're actually selling teams right now. So, yeah, I was getting ready to ask um, about that. Yeah. You know, we we're. We're in the process with a few great guys um, and a few great, um, I guess, group of of investors uh, who want to buy teams and and put teams in cities, which uh, we believe is our next step. It's it's our evolution. It's the way to continue to grow the sport, to continue to grow the fan base Mm -hmm. and also be able to expand in the future. So, um, you know, it's just a great year. A lot of good things happening. You know, one of the things you, you talked about the 10 cities, uh, you know, let us all know what, which cities they're going to be this upcoming season. If you can. Well, we're in Chicago, uh, New York, Memphis. Um, we're in Miami, Boston. Uh, we got a couple of surprises, uh, on, on, the um, you know, that we're going to announce in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's, it's great to be back going around the country. You know, COVID, uh, when it hit, you know, it, it hurt a lot of leagues. But when you're, when, we, when you're in your third year, uh, it, it hurts in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've been getting ourselves back, you know, back to, you know, what this league was all about. The last two years we were in Vegas, you know, we was in Vegas one year and then we went to Frisco, mm-hmm. Texas. And, uh, you know, they treated us great. But this league is meant to travel. It's meant to go from city to city like a rolling all-star game. Mm-hmm. You know, we got so many great athletes. And so, you know, that's getting back to that is really what it's all about. What does selling some of those teams, what is that going to do for you in this league in your estimation? Well, you know, it's not just selling the teams, but it's who we're selling the teams to. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want some uh, what well, we're dealing with, you know, a, a few MLB owners, you know, a couple of NFL guys. Um, you know, so we're we're looking for guys who can actually help us grow the league, mm-hmm. guys who know what they're doing and guys who have a foothold in their city. Um and and you know so we we're selling four teams uh, before the season, mm-hmm. and then we'll sell the other teams after the season. And we want to start with four great uh, owners who who really can push the league forward and and right. can help us continue to grow the fan base and everything mm-hmm. that we've started. We we've done the impossible part. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now it's about doing the hard part. Mm. When you talk about this league and you talk about advertisers and sponsors supporting this league. What is it they tell you they love about the league? Well, they love the fact that they um, can come into our league and we can create great uh, marketing and advertising, um, you know, content. Uh, we can do things other leagues are, are kind of rigid on. 
you know, we we let them do their thing. We say, hey, the big three is a whiteboard, <laughs> you know, come with your best ideas and we'll we'll add some some art, uh, salt and pepper on top of those ideas. And we'll do something cooler than any other league mm-hmm. is willing to do. And so that's very attractive to, to these sponsors. We're also the only certified black owned league in the country, uh, you know, so. You know, being certified by uh, by black and uh, the U.S. Black Chambers, um, you know, this is a big a big uh, thing that that some of these companies are really, you know, they want to put their money where their mouth is when it comes to investing mm-hmm. in black companies. And um, you know, they made a promise during the George Floyd time, and some companies really want to. Uh, you know, make good on that promise. So they're looking for ways to do that. And the big three is one of those ways. Well, for those that don't remember, and I can't imagine those who don't remember or don't know, George Floyd was the individual in in, in Minneapolis that had a knee on his neck by the cop, Derek Chauvin, for more than nine minutes and then ended up killing him. And Derek Chauvin ultimately was convicted of murder. He was a cop that was convicted of murder um, uh, and other officers uh, ended up being punished as well. That's what Ice Cube just alluded to. But I ask you this, Ice, because you and I go back a little ways now. I got a lot of love for you. One of the things I marvel at about you is that you've always been true to yourself. And for so many years, we were always under the impression that being our true, authentic self as black men is not something that the advertising world would necessarily gravitate to unless we were, quote unquote, entertaining them. You've taken it to another level, certainly as a rap artist, as a writer and a producer and an actor, you know, as a businessman, you've done it all. I wonder how would you tell people you've been able to pull that off knowing the roadblocks that inevitably was was scheduled to stand in your way? Well, you know, I made a promise to myself when I was, you know, a teenager Mm. that I wouldn't let this business change who I am. And so I'm a, I'm a, you know, be my authentic self. And, um, you know, maybe that that cost me some opportunities, but I think it's it's gained me much more than other artists who compromise mm. um, when it comes to, you know, looking yourself in the mirror and liking what you see. Um, so, you know, I may I may lose out on a few opportunities, but that's fine. You know, you, you don't win them all. And, you know, you're. You know, I'm happy with what I'm blessed with. So what I don't get, I never complain about, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, it's that attitude that I've carried with me throughout this career and it's gotten me this far. You know, will it work for everybody? Who knows? You know, fortunately, I was able to to make my own mark uh, when it comes to music uh, and when it comes to movies. um, And. You know, I was discovered in movies, uh, mm-hmm. so I was kind of blessed. In the hood. Yeah, by by John Singleton, rest That's in right. peace. Rest in peace. So you know, um, you know, I didn't have to go through some of those paths other people have to go through to get in the business, and you know, I feel like uh, that's a blessing. And it's, you know, I take that attitude with me. I'm kind of, I'm trying, I'm laughing at the thought of this next question because I'm, I'm trying to imagine 
who would have the gall, who would be brave enough to come up to you and ask you to compromise yourself by being something different than your true authentic self. Have you had that happen in Hollywood or in the rap industry or wherever else you've been doing your business? Have you had somebody come up to you and literally try to get you to compromise yourself in order to capitalize off of an opportunity? And if so, what did you say to them when they did it? Um, yeah, I think everybody in the business have, you know, had to make a business decision, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, athletes got to make it, you know, uh, Deion Sanders was, was, uh, was great for coining that phrase, but, you know, making a business decision, um, you know, some people come with all kinds of different ideas and, they get vetoed. You know what I'm saying? I just say, nah, I ain't doing that. Or, you know, find somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. You know, I think that's the attitude. You know, it's, it's no hard feelings if you don't use me. Mm-hmm. You know, but don't ask me to do something that I'm going to be ashamed of or that I'm not going to be proud to mm-hmm. look back and, and see. So, um, you know, that's really what it's all about. So, People come up, you know, with all kind of crazy ideas and, you know, they just get rejected. <laughs> How do you feel when you see, because I saw, I, I don't know whether you saw the Chris Rock uh, latest stand up, you know, Chris Rock and, and what he did for Netflix. But if you did, he joked, he said, when this Snoop Dogg become Morgan Freeman? Because you see Snoop Dogg everywhere. Your man yeah. Snoop Dogg, he's got more commercials. I mean, he ch- he told me he's chasing Shaq. But did you ever dream in your wildest dreams? You'd see somebody like Snoop have this many damn commercials. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing uh, <laughs> to just see, you know, somebody, you know, who started out, you know, Long Beach. You know, Long Beach wasn't known for was hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So so Snoop basically put a whole city on his back. Um and he's basically showing every artist that there is no limit. There's no limit to what you can do. You know, do not pigeonhole yourself. Do not limit yourself. You know, everybody loves Snoop and uh he should capitalize on that and that's what he's doing. So it's amazing to see um, and other artists are doing it, you know, they're trying to diversify, but you can't, you ain't going to, you ain't going to have as many jobs as Snoop. You just can't, <laughs> you just can't catch up to him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, man, I owe y'all both a, bu- a, a bunch of gratitude because for me, y'all made me braver. I mean, I'm trying to do some things. I mean, who the hell knows what I'm going to do next? Because I watch y'all do y'all thing betting on yourself. And I'm like, damn right. That's the way you're supposed to do it. I want to get to a conversation I've been aching to have with you because back in 2020, you introduced your contract for Black America. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk about, for those who ain't familiar with it, I want you to explain what that is. Talk about that for a second. You know, it's it's a document, um, nothing more, nothing less, that, that really, you know, hopefully breaks down um, the issues that black people have had, you know, with this country, in this country, you know, dealing with the government, dealing with, you know, um, the different laws, dealing with the banking and financial systems, you know, all the systems that are in place that 
are really geared to harness our um, progress. And so, you know, it's really an explanation on what's the problem. You know, it was it was created during 2020 when there was a lot of, you know, a lot of uprise in the country, mm-hmm. really around the world. Yeah. And, you know, everybody was focused on police brutality. Uh, but I knew the problem was bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to look at the whole problem and not just police brutality. That's just mm-hmm. a part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I connected with some great people, um, smarter than, than me when it comes to this issue. Mm-hmm. And they helped me create this. Um, and it was something that a lot of people, uh, you know, got a lot of energy from and, you know, they were able to understand the situation so they can, you know, figure out a way that they can help solve the problem. So, you know, it, it was really, a, to me, a gift to to understanding what we're up against. If you don't know, if you can't really wrap your arms around mm. the totality of the issue. Mm. You know, it's interesting because, you know, being on TV every day live, no tape delay. Um, I'm going to say some things. I'm going to speak up and speak out about some things. Sometimes people agree. Sometimes people disagree, you know, and when they call me out my name, call me a sellout or whatever, I just tell them kiss my ass and I move on. But I never forget when you talked about that contract for black America and you were willing to talk to both, you know, presidential candidates at that particular moment in time. I felt how bad I felt. And I reached out to you. You remember that I felt because of how people were coming out after you from our, from our own community for crying out loud, because they didn't even want you talking to then president Donald Trump. And obviously you were willing to talk to Joe Biden as well. I want you to reflect back on that and tell us how that made you feel. And what did you take from it? What do you still take from it to this very day? Those times where people was aiming their venom at you because they didn't even want you talking to the president of the United States about the contract for black America. Well, you know, in a lot of ways, I I understood what people were, were coming from because they have their team. You know, they're either team blue or they team red. Right. Um, and and that's just it. And so, but that's never how you get anything done to just go to your corner and, and, and never engage, you know, even um, enemies at war get on the phone and have conversations to try to solve it and bring it to an end. Mm. So it never makes any sense not to talk to whoever's in power when you're trying to get something powerful done. So um, for anybody who understands negotiating and what it's all about, they understood what, what I was doing. And, and to be honest, I didn't ask to talk to any of these people. They came to me after I put out the contract with Black America. I was minding my own business and both sides reached out to talk to me and wanted me to explain to them what it was all about. And I was willing to do that. And so, um, 
you know, some people, you know, they 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 kind of are hardened into their ways. You know, some guys been voting the same way. Mm-hmm. Some families for for generations. So, um, I think we're in a position where we have to go wherever somebody's willing to help. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't. We just can't afford to just pick sides. We have to figure out who's going to help us, where they at, where they hard at, and hopefully they follow through on what what they promised. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, nobody's coming to the rescue. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to rescue ourselves well, at the end of the day. It's interesting you say that because I always sit up there and say flatter me. Why I got to tell you which direction I'm going in. That's why I always tell everybody I'm a registered independent. You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know how I'm going to vote. Sell me on why I should vote for you ahead of somebody else. Sell me on why I should pick your party over this party. Because I don't trust none of y'all. So yep. what you going to do now? What you going to give to us? And how is that going to benefit us? That's just the way that I feel. But let me ask you this. Because you were clearly on to something. Because your contract with Black America signed a $100 million deal, right? With the NFL. How's that going? Tell us how that's going. Well, I mean, just for clarity, you know, we we didn't sign a hundred million dollar okay. deal with the NFL. Okay, the NFL um, pledged a hundred million dollars to you. black businesses. Got you. We we help find those businesses, vet those businesses, mm-hmm. and make sure that we were putting people in front of the NFL mm-hmm. who could handle the the you know workload so yep. to speak um so you know that's our part in it you know we go we we have help from a lot of different organizations to help us find black uh companies that can can work at what they call scale uh for the NFL because um we don't want to put companies in front of them that can't handle the load so um, you know, it takes it takes a village, so to speak, to find mm-hmm. the right companies. But, you know, thankfully, through um, through, you know, Troy Vincent, who um, yes. is, you know, the NFL right hand man right there. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, reached out and, and helped us, you know, figure these things out. And we're going to do more. You know, we're. We're looking to to find more black businesses to put in front of the NFL that they can hire and, you know, hopefully start to, you know, encourage other leagues Mm -hmm. to do it. You know, this is something the NBA should be doing. This is something the uh, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer. uh, And they haven't done it yet, right? No, right now. No, no. Right now it's, it's the NFL. We we are talking to Major League Soccer, okay. Um, but you know the NFL, the NBA, they really lean on black athletes, mm-hmm. and so you know them being first makes yeah. 
the most sense. Let me read this uh, just for, so everybody can know exactly what we're talking about here. The National Football League, just reading from our research, the National Football League had announced this partnership with Contract with Black America Institute, an economic inclusion-focused initiative led by the man himself, Ice Cube O'Shea Jackson. Uh, the CWBA and NFL partnership enhances the NFL's dedication to increasing economic equity and partnerships with Black-owned businesses. The collaboration focuses on identifying league-wide opportunities in the financial tech and production sectors with a concentration on increasing direct and indirect spending to national black businesses to help close America's racial and economic gap. That's what my research says. I want to ask you this. According to this contract, there's a sports industry economic development plan that stipulates you want sports leagues and teams to exclusively hire black companies for food vendors and stadiums, including more black manufacturers, production companies, and marketing and advertising agencies and league operations. My question to you is, has that happened? Have they done that? Well, you know, I think the word exclusively is okay. a little, is probably a little bit much. Okay. Um, but we are looking for those opportunities, you know. Um, you know, it's not as easy as most people think about. It's just turning the key. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a process. And, you know, we've seen the process work. But we've also put companies in front of the, the NFL that didn't get the job. So mm. it's not 100 uh, percent guaranteed. Right. Uh, we just want to make sure that companies that can do the job have the opportunity. And when it works, um, that it works well from for them. You know, we've we've put you know a company in front of them that's went on to do other things for the NFL that they that they you know you know love the relationship so much. So mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, it's not going to be a hundred percent. You know, we're gonna have you know some some you know, some touchdowns and some interceptions. But at the end of the day, the NFL is willing to do it. And um, and so we, we want to build on that and continue gotcha. to build. Uh, but just to be clear, okay. the CWBA doesn't receive a quarter uh, from any of these transactions. Got you. No problem. Let's get to let me get back to uh, so, 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 something, you know, and love all of and you, you love and know all about, which is. Hip hop, music, the whole bit. Recently formed the supergroup Mount Westmore. Did you not do that? Yes, sir. Yes, right. Snoop, E40, Too Short, and yourself. How's it feel being a rapper at the age of fifty, my brother? I mean, what, what, what's that like? You know, it feel like I'm uh, at the age of fifteen. You know what I'm saying? It's the same <laughs> thing. I've been been doing this so long. I don't right. know nothing else. And uh, it's great to be a part of a, a group of uh, superstars, you know, that got over 30 years in the game. Everybody loved, you know, all, all three of these guys. So uh, to be part of that, you know, it's epic. Um, and, you know, hopefully we're an example for other, you know, artists that's been doing it for a minute to get together and, and, and uh, you know, keep it going, man. Do you find yourself wondering what you're most proud about? I mean, obviously your extensive rap career and, and, and what y'all meant to the culture, but also you as an actor. I mean, Boys in the Hood, are we there yet? Of course, the Friday franchise. I mean, all of this stuff that you're doing. What do you feel best represents you? What do you feel best about? Is it ever music or acting or do you not even think like that? Well, you know, I'm just, 
you know, blessed to to still be able to to do all the things I love. Um, you know, my music, you know, it's it's more of a personal thing. Um, movies, you know, it's kind of a team sport. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I, I tend to think about my music the most. Um, but I really appreciate, you know, the people that love the films and that's into the to the movies, too. I try to do things that you can watch over and over again and you can enjoy them, mm-hmm. you know, every time the same way. So um, the fact that, you know, people love the Friday movies. Uh, barbershop. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's what an actor, it's what an actor uh, dream of. You know, I know I dreamed of it. You know, I, I always like I gotta have some hood classics. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, right. that's how I always felt like. And and having Boys in the Hood and Friday and and Barbershop. You know, having those under your belt. Um, it's what an actor dreams of. Mm. Hold it. How did I do as Pinky? Did you see me do Pinky on first take? Yeah, did you see man. Me? <laughs> yeah, you know, y'all killed that. You know, y'all killed it. It was, uh, you know, when you see that, really? you want to see full commitment. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. And y'all exactly. and y'all gave full commitment. <laughs> and uh, it's fun, you know, it's fun to see that, that things that you've done are so iconic mm-hmm. that even... Today they work and, and people love to see them and do them and bring those characters back to life. You know, I get yep. so much, so many people on the internet sending me different scenes that they <laughs> that they've been, you know, doing other Friday movies, right. man. And it's it's what it's all about. Dude. I mean, Clifton Powell's a great actor, but I swear to you, man, after the Cowboys lost, man, I couldn't help it. I, I was thinking picky and I was so mad because the first time I didn't have the Jerry Curl wig. Yeah. I didn't have it. And then the second time I went and found it, that's why I did it over again. I was one of my all-time funniest oh. scenes. This was hilarious, no doubt about it. Look, man. Appreciate it. But b- b- before I let you get on out of here, um, your Lakers. You didn't think I was going to mm-hmm. let you get out of here without talking about your Lakers. What's now, up with him? Now, 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 I mean, how you feeling about it? I had I had Rondo, Rajon Rondo, come on first take earlier. And this brother mm-hmm. talked about the Clippers, but he ultimately conceded. The, the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers, okay? But he ultimately conceded that the Lakers got a better chance of getting to the finals than the Clippers. Ice Kill, what, what, what's up, man? How you feeling about your Lakers right now? You know, I feel good. You know, they're going to do what they're supposed to do. What's that? You what know? does that mean? They're going to play in and then they're going to play off. What you mean? Okay. All right. I got them, <laughs> I got them, I got them beating Minnesota. I mean, they're going to beat Minnesota. But what I'm asking you is how how far they go. That's hard to say, man. You know, I don't want to put no limits on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm always championship is right. where we headed. Okay. Um, But... If they made it to the Western Conference Finals and didn't get no further, I wouldn't be mad. All right. But nothing sooner than that. If they go out earlier than that, it's a disappointment. Yeah, you know, it is because we, you know, we still got the guys who, you know, it's time to turn it on. And and if they can't turn it on and get deep into them, the no. playoffs, then we might need to do something different. How worried were you before they ended up moving on from Russell Westbrook and before they acquired D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt, Beasley, um, and, and Mo Bamba? How worried were you before those trades took place? 
I already had my Cancun tickets already booked. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was already booked. I I, I had right. I folded up the tent. You know what I'm saying? And I, I thought, okay, this just ain't Lakers ain't even gonna make it to the playoffs. Mm. But but that trade, it, it gave the, the the team the energy it needs, the young legs, and those guys. Mm-hmm. They're getting, you know, they're getting time to shine. Mm-hmm. They playing better and better every time. And so hopefully we can keep it going. You know, but it's hard to beat teams that's been together mm. and know what they're doing. So that's right. we'll see. So who you got going to the finals? Got the Lakers and okay. then I got I got the Bucks. Milwaukee. You yeah. got the Lakers beating Milwaukee. Is that what you're going to tell me? You got the Lakers beating Milwaukee. I got the Lakers too. beating Milwaukee. So yep. they're going to win it all. They're going to beat Milwaukee. They're going to well, win well, it all. Well, well yep. AD did drop 40-plus on them when they faced each other in a regular season. They did win that game in Milwaukee. So I give you credit for that one. I give you credit for that one. They got a chance. Yeah, you know, in, in my mind, they do. Last question to you on a completely different subject, far more serious. Even though, obviously, there's nothing good to say about all of these shootings that have been taking place. Now you see, you know, Tennessee representatives getting expelled for demanding gun control and all of this other stuff. The one thing that I do like is that folks ain't blaming the hip hop community for the nonsense that's going out in the streets. They starting to look at where the problems really lie. What do you peel, knowing how conscientious you can be, what do you peel from all the stuff that we've been seeing, the mass shootings, the mass killings, et cetera, et cetera, the times that we're living in. What are your thoughts, man? Well, I mean, obviously it's a lot of it's a lot of frustration going on, you know, a lot of pent-up anger going on in the country. But you gotta figure out ways to to release that, release mm-hmm. that frustration. And to, you know, we've become a society that always wanna laugh at everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to laugh at everything. And, you know, sometimes laughing ain't the, ain't the answer. Right. You know, when you see somebody that. Suffering. You know, yeah, that ain't that ain't that ain't as cool as everybody else, so to speak. Right. And so, you know, we want to laugh. And you never know how, how bad that person just probably needs a little encouragement. You know what I'm saying? And not not ridicule for not being the coolest or not being the best or stop doing something them. stupid. Stop and, bullying people. Yeah, you know, people. stop bullying people. And, and um, and, and you know, I, I just think that's, that's a start. Yeah. You know, that's a start. You know, who knows how to really solve this problem, man? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a problem with, with, with what it is to, mm-hmm. to live in this country and what we think, um, our solutions are, but right. you know what I'm saying, and it's not. You know, they show us that on TV. That's you know with the guns, but it's, it ain't with the guns. You know what I'm saying. Very last question: When's the big three starting? We starting June 25th, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, six games straight up. You know, we back on CBS. You know what I mean? My man Boogie, he going overseas. Man, Boogie, come playing the big three. 
Yeah. On CBS, man. Talk about Boogie Cousins. Listen, listen. I just Come said this the other day. I just said this the other day. There's no excuse for him not to be in the league. They ain't 30 centers better than Boogie Cousins in the NBA. Not at all. That's, a, that's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. Man. You know, sometimes I feel a little conflicted about asking guys to come in the league, mm. you know, when I know they still deserve to be in the NBA. Right. Um, you know, and and he's a guy that deserves to be in the NBA. Isaiah Thomas is a guy that deserves to be in the NBA. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Lou Williams. Yes. Deserves to be in the NBA. Right. And so. Um, I agree on all three. I agree on all three. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be a little conflicted about asking them, but if if they don't want you, we do. Gotcha. You know, come come come, you know, get down for the fans mm-hmm. in a league, you know, where you can shine and we'll treat you like a superstar that you are. No doubt. Q, always love talking to you. Love you, bro, man. It's good to see you, man. Good talking to you. I'll see you soon. Much love, much respect. All right, my man. And uh anytime, man. Anytime. No doubt. Did you know that last year the S&P 500 went down 20%? Bitcoin went down almost 60%. But gold not only didn't lose money, but went up a few percentage points. So far this year, gold has been steadily rising and silver is up almost 30% in the last six months. Experts predict gold will continue to skyrocket this year and you don't want to miss out. That's because gold protects you from inflation and market volatility. Gold and silver should be a part of every balanced investment portfolio. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when it comes to investing in precious metals. What I like about LPM is they have an education first approach. Making investing decisions can be overwhelming, but their team takes the time to answer all of your questions and give recommendations based on your personal situation. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com to download your free investing guide. Don't leave your finances to chance. Be informed. Contact my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Major thanks again to the one and only Ice Cube for coming on here, talking with us. First of all, about Big 3 Basketball, June 25th. It debuts its sixth season. Looking forward to that. Um, Obviously, he thinks his Lakers are going to win the championship. I can't see that happening, but miracles do happen. Shouldn't say it's a miracle. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy, I mean, they can win it all. I don't think they will, but they can win it all. I don't think there's any question about that. Obviously, his rap career is continuing. He's connected with E-40, Snoop, the whole crew, um, West, you know, Mount Westmore. I mean, it's cute. This is what he does. Always being innovative, always creating content, always finding a way to keep himself compelling and interesting. And I appreciate that. I learned from it, to be quite honest with you. But what I'm more grateful to him for is that contract with Black America. I mean, to work in partnership with the National Football League, to not get a dime, to simply be conscientious enough to be committed to making sure that Black folks in the world of business end up benefiting from their trials and their efforts just as much as everybody else. 
And when you got a National Football League that's over 70% black, when you've got an NBA that's over 75% black, these are the kind of things that should be transpiring. And for the National Football League to commit in excess of $100 million, the businesses that would patronize and ingratiate itself with the black community, I think is incredibly pivotal, which also brings me to a different point. There were black folks calling this brother all kinds of names. When he talked to then-President Donald Trump, or was willing to talk to Donald Trump about the contract with Black America, without even hearing what the idea was, without allowing him to articulate to everybody the specificity of what those ideas entailed, to really, really highlight and challenge both potential administrations at the time, to do what they say they're going to do with us or for us. And our own people turned against them. Not everybody, not most, but far too many people from the black community. Now, I understand if white folks got a problem with that. If white folks had a problem with Ice Cube, that's why I ain't bringing them up. It's, it's, it's conceivable that some white people in the United States of America are going to have a problem with a black initiative. But for our own to turn on him like that, this was a brother that was straight out of South Central L.A. Everybody else for N.W.A. was out of Compton. He was out of South Central L.A. This brother from the streets of South Central, who has been as raw and as authentic as they come for decades, was being called a sellout. Because he wanted to have a conversation with one of the with both of the individuals and Joe Biden and Donald Trump, because one of them was going to be our president for the coming four years. And folks turned against him. He might have let that go because he understands and understood at the time you on the red or the blue side. To me, bullshit. At least hear what he had to say. He didn't deserve that. How many of y'all was going to ever put yourself in front of a mic spewing the lyrics that NAA was spewing? F the police and everything else in the 80s. Who's going to do what he did with, with, with Boys in the Hood? John Singleton reached out to him, encouraging him to write and produce. It's just like writing some rap music and stuff like that. How many of y'all could do that? This brother made it a long time ago and never, ever failed to reach back and extend because he said, I'm going to always be true to me and I'm going to always be true to the game and I am never going to deviate from who you knew me to be. And it was perfectly fine for close to 40 years. And because he was willing to have a damn conversation, our own turned against him. Ice Cube can look past that. He can ignore that. He can move forward, shrug it off his shoulders like it's no big deal. Oh, I'm going to move forward too. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing as well. But I will never forget what folks tried to do to him. I have a fond saying, I ain't just a black man, I'm a brother. This dude 
has personified that in his entire life. His body of work, a mountain of evidence proves it. Folks he hired, folks he partnered with, folks he did business with, all benefiting black people throughout this country. And folks turned on him. Ice Cube's a special brother. He's a hell of a lot more special than me because he barely acted like he remembered what they did to him. I'll be damned if I forget. That's my closing comments. I'm about to get on out of here. I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. And for some of you at the end who didn't know, who didn't enjoy it that much, I don't give a damn. I said what I said and I meant it. And I'm going to have a lot more to say in the days, the weeks, the months, and the years to come, Lord willing. Because folks like Ice Cube have been inspiring me for years. They ain't change. I'll be damned if I do. I always tell you, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. Damn mercy with that particular conversation. It needed to be said. Until next time, y'all. Peace and love. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.